Hello, hello. Gather around the table then. Take your seats. Have you noticed I've put out the best glassware this week? I don't want you talking and gossiping about me. More about that in a second. Are you still abstaining or are you having a little drink this week? What is your drink of choice? Well, wherever you're drinking, you're very welcome at the table. Welcome to Table Conversation with me. I am Craig Story. So how are you? I hope you've had a good week, whatever you've been up to or wherever you're going this week. I hope you have a great time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. The weeks just seem to be going by so quickly. I can't believe that we're already a third of the way through 2023. Passing us all by too quickly, isn't it? If you do want to keep in touch with me over the weeks as I do pass by, then I'm available on social media. You can tantalise me on TikTok, tickle me on Twitter, you can flow with me on Facebook or inspire me on Instagram, all at I am Craig Story. I know you've probably already done it, but make sure you are following Table Conversation on the podcast app wherever you're listening right now. And even more importantly, if you've enjoyed one of the episodes and you think your friend or family member might benefit from listening, then make sure you share the episode with them. Don't share it with them if you're having a gossip with them, because that's what we're talking about this week is gossip. Now, I started the year, I just said the months are flying by, with a New Year's resolution to stop gossiping and to avoid gossip wherever possible. And let me tell you, it has been so much more difficult than I thought it would be. I might as well have said I'd give up chocolate or even wine. I think I might have found chocolate easier, maybe not the wine. But to avoid gossip and stop talking about other people when you're in some social circles, it is really difficult. Hence, I'm still working on it and hence why we're talking about it today because I want to explore it with you around the table. But why would I want to give it up? Because it's easy, quick communication. But I also know that it's actually quite toxic and it's bad for us. It's bad for our own personal growth. It's bad for our own mental health. We're going to talk about all of that as we go through the episode. And we're also going to talk about why we do it and where it derives from over history, how we're psychologically programmed to to gossip. So we can have a little look at that. Something else that inspired me to talk about it here at the table was a short from Mel Robbins. And Mel Robbins, she's an author. She sold millions of books. New York Times bestseller, High Five Habit, The Five Second Rule. She's got billions of video views. She's reached 150 million people on YouTube alone in the last month. She's got audiobooks, podcasts. Um, she's really big when it comes to personal growth and self-improvement. And this is what she has to say about gossip. Here's the other thing you need to understand about gossiping. If they're doing it with you, they'll do it about you when you're not there. People gossip as a way to bond with other people. It's called triangulation. Narcissists do this in particular. By talking about other people in a derogatory way, the people that are gossiping are trying to build a bond with you. That means the second you're not there, they will trash you in order to build a bond with other people. And when you really get that as a truth, because it is a truth, that people who gossip with you gossip about you. That will change how you look at all your relationships. And when you become the kind of person that makes it a rule to not gossip about people, you will surround yourself with other people who don't gossip about you. And that is a powerful change in your life. So when I watched and listened to that clip on Instagram, it inspired me and reminded me of the resolution and the work that I need to keep doing to make sure that I get better at it. Let's have the conversation. Let's talk about the intriguing topic of gossip. It affects us all. Let's explore it. Well, gossip, it's that all too common phenomenon. It's weaved its way into the very fabric of our society, hasn't it? It's become a pervasive force that influences not only our friendships, but also the workplace dynamics and popular culture. 
And despite its negative connotations, gossip seems to be inescapable. Whenever we interact with other, other humans, gossip seems to be there. And it, I've been trying to escape it since my um, New Year's resolution. While many of us would like to, or we do deny our participation in it, we've all at one point or another been guilty of engaging in this somewhat irresistible act. This is why I thought it's high time to delve into the world of gossip. It intrigues me because it permeates nearly every aspect of our human social interaction. And gossip is essentially, it's a sharing of personal and often sensitive or unverified information about other people. And the thing that stings for me is it's typically behind someone else's back. It can take various forms, such as casual chit-chat about acquaintances. We could speculate about the lives of celebrities and royalty alike, or the workplace banter about colleagues. That's gossip, isn't it, at the end of the day? Well, I think we need to explore the reasons behind gossip, or let's explore those reasons behind gossip. Let's look at the impact it has on our lives and hopefully find some strategies that we can employ to escape its grasp and replace it with a more positive approach to our social interactions. From building those social connections to perpetuating stereotypes and discrimination, gossip is complex and it has a multifaceted presence in our lives. So let's navigate the murky waters of gossip, aiming to foster healthier, more constructive communication in our social circles. Well, gossip is deep-rooted, isn't it? It's present in all of our social circles and often plays a key role in shaping our relationships with friends, colleagues and acquaintances. Sometimes it's just those whispered conversations at the office water cooler or the fuel that ignites heated debates among friends. Gossip, whether intentional or not intentional gossip, does have the power to impact our relationships in ways that can both be constructive and destructive. And when it becomes harmful, and that harmful gossip, then it does have the potential to break the bonds of trust and friendship, even if you're not the one that's being talked about. And it does leave in its wake a trail of damaged relationships and shattered self-esteem. And gossip can be hurtful, can't it? Because it feels like a betrayal. Other people discussing their personal lives, flaws, mistakes, or without their knowledge and consent, it is it is hurtful. And it can create those feelings of vulnerability, powerlessness, and exclusion, as individuals may fear that their reputation or social standing is being tarnished without any opportunity for them to defend themselves or clarify what's actually true or not. And it not only breaks those bonds of trust with the person that's being gossiped about, but with the people you're gossiping with as well. And it's only a few minutes into the episode and I'm already talking about Brené Brown. But again, from one of her Netflix specials, I'll share this quote. So here's where we lose trust with people. If a good friend comes up to me and says, oh my God, did you hear about Caroline? They're getting a divorce and it's ugly. I'm pretty sure her partner's cheating. And Brené goes on to say, you've just shared something with me that was not yours to share. And now my trust for you is completely diminished. And I get that and I understand it because we all have those people that we know around us that we would not trust with any information about ourselves or things that we've heard that may be not true about other people as well. And I like the summary that Brené uses, the vault, the vault where you store that information and those secrets that people share with you, the vault is not just about you hold my confidences, it's that in our relationship I see that you acknowledge confidentiality. And that's if it's something true as well, isn't it? Because gossip, it also um, can be false or misleading information and it leads to misunderstandings and misjudgments that further erode trust and goodwill within a community or within a workplace. When I'm in a community or a space where people are constantly gossiping, it makes me become more guarded and it makes me less open to other people. So I hold my things in because I fear that my confidence will be betrayed or I don't want any of my vulnerabilities exploited to people that I don't know and trust enough. 
And that can lead to a social toxic atmosphere where genuine connections then are very difficult to establish and everyone is on edge constantly watching their back. And sometimes when I've been in those environments, that's exactly how I feel. By understanding the hurtful nature of gossip and striving to create that more compassionate and supportive social environment, it helps us in the long run because we nurture healthier, more meaningful relationships that are built on trust, empathy and open communication where we all feel we can share our feelings, our thoughts without them being blurted out across whatever other social media network or in the next circle of group of friends when they go down the pub. The workplace can be in particular a breeding ground for gossip, rumours, speculation, it can spread like wildfire and we've all probably been in that environment where these rumours do spread around and it can affect your professional relationships and the dynamics that define and how we work and how we spend our daily lives. We spend most of our time at work, don't we? Gossip creates a toxic work environment and your people around you can get involved in a never-ending game of one-upmanship and trying to get one over on each other, all in pursuit of the upper hand. It can make it a very competitive rat race gossip when people are talking about the way other people are working. It can also be a source of workplace stress, as, again, like you might feel that need to constantly guard or be on guard and protect your reputation and maintain your standing in the eyes of your colleagues and your work friends. In many cases, people love to gossip at work, especially if they find their jobs unfulfilling as well. This is a good point about gossip because it just fills a bit of boredom, doesn't it? It provides a distraction from the monotony and the dissatisfaction that people may feel in their professional lives. It gives that temporary little bit of escape, having a little gossip around the water cooler or the kettle. Um, It escapes that daily grind while people are bored at work. It also creates a sense of camaraderie. We're all in this together because we're talking about this at the same time. And if you're talking about the boss, gossiping about the boss, it's a national sport here in the UK. It can give us that um, camaraderie, that teamwork. We're all in the same team against those frustrations or gripes about this workplace and the the management here. Another thing about workplace gossip, it can serve as a way for employees or colleagues to assert their social status because it helps them to demonstrate, I've got insider knowledge here. I know more than you about the organisation or about movements within the organisation and It's like exclusive or juicy tidbits that can make those people feel more connected and more important within the workplace hierarchy. It can be particularly appealing in situations where employees feel undervalued or unappreciated in what they're doing within their roles. That gossip, it can be a way of them or a means of regaining some semblance of power or influence, albeit in a potentially destructive way or manner. While workplace gossip may provide that temporary thrill or sense of connection, it ultimately undermines the overall atmosphere, doesn't it, and the productivity of the workplace. Because we're not working together collaboratively and supporting in an environment, gossip creates discord and mistrust. We know that it does. It makes it difficult for employees or colleagues to work together effectively and to maintain a healthy work-life balance. Because like I said before, we spend most of our time at work, don't we? The allure of workplace gossip is there. I've been lured into it and I do get lured into it and we've all been part of it. But I think what I've started to do is consciously choose to engage in more positive and constructive forms of communication and just ask the question to people, have you said that to their face? Have you had that conversation with someone face to face or over the phone or whatever? Have you said what you've said to me to them? It helps create a more fulfilling and harmonious professional experience for not only ourselves, but our colleagues as well. Popular culture, too, it's become intrinsically entwined with gossip um, because we've got this appetite for news and rumours about the lives of celebrities and public figures. 
I think a lot of people are fascinated with the lives of others and it's perpetuated by the stream of gossip magazines, TV shows and social media platforms where they thrive on the dissemination of salacious stories and tantalising tidbits about the rich and famous. The constant bombardment of gossip in popular culture has a profound impact on the way we perceive and engage with others as well. Things we want to engage, we stalk and nosy into other people's lives through social media. It blurs those lines between reality and fantasy and it also normalises the act of gossiping, especially some of those magazines that you see. I mean, I'd never buy one, but you see them like plastered with stories about celebrities that you know are probably just made up or an insider says. And it's like, who is this insider? So as we explore gossip, we'll delve into some of the complex reasons why we gossip. We'll unravel some of the driving forces that compel us to indulge in this act. And we'll also see what it is about gossip that captivates our attention. It sparks our curiosity, but why? Is it an innate aspect of human nature or a learned behaviour fueled by societal norms and expectations? I think by understanding the underlying motivations behind gossip, that's where we begin to see the bigger picture. We can shed some light on the true nature of this phenomenon. We'll explore the origins of gossip culture as well, tracing its roots back to the earliest days of human history. It's interesting to know actually that gossiping has evolved alongside the development of language and communication. So it's been a a vital tool for the establishment and maintenance of social bonds and group cohesion. So we'll have a little look into that. We'll also examine the historical and social context, the cultural context in which gossip has thrived, all in order to help us understand its role in our lives and how it's shaping our experience right now. We'll be armed with that knowledge and then we'll turn our attention to strategies for avoiding gossip and mitigating the impact that it has on our lives. How can we break free from the gossip trap and cultivate healthier, more positive social interactions? We'll look at implementing some practical techniques and approaches and then we can learn to navigate the treacherous waters of gossip, steering clear of its destructive currents and charting a course towards a more meaningful and fulfilling relationships. Ultimately, though, the goal of this exploration, the goal of this episode is to empower you with the tools and insights necessary and me as well to transform our approach to gossip. We can work together. We can walk together on a path towards a more compassionate and empathetic way to engage in with others around us, our friends, our colleagues, our acquaintances. I think as well, let's have a little look at the pitfalls of gossip because I think sometimes we just carry on with something because that's what we've always known. And we can, by knowing and seeing the pitfalls, we can work to reduce its presence in our lives and again we can have a more supportive uplifting environment and we're going to feel better for that at the end of the day aren't we so as we go through the episode we'll also have a look at the positive effects of distancing ourselves from gossip and what effects that can have on our lives improved mental well-being stronger more authentic relationships and the benefits avoiding gossip are both far-reaching and profound so we'll have a little look into those as well so we can have that sense of unity and camaraderie in a different way without gossip And by the end of the episode, I hope, myself and you included, we hope that we have a comprehensive understanding of the complex nature of gossip, as well as some of those practical tools and strategies that I've talked about to how we can avoid some of the detrimental effects. So are you ready to take the first step towards a gossip-free life? Are you ready for it? Are you prepared to confront the reasons behind your participation in gossip and commit to that change? Like me, are you excited to discover the positive effects that avoiding gossip can have on your life, your relationships and your overall well-being? Well, let's get involved, let's look through it all, and let's begin the voyage of self-improvement. Let's strive to create a brighter, more harmonious future for ourselves and all of those around us. 
gossip? Well, it's ages old and it's accompanied human society for as long as we've been social beings. It's a complex web of whispers, secrets and juicy tidbits. It can both fascinate us and frustrate us at the same time, can't it? But why do we gossip in the first place? What drives us to share stories about other people behind their backs? Well, I think firstly, it's good to consider the psychological reasons behind gossiping. And one of the primary reasons we gossip is to build social connections and alliances. Because when we share information about other people, we're engaging in a social exchange that can help us form bonds with those people that we're having the conversations with. Gossip, it can be a way to establish trust and demonstrate loyalty as well, because we we're giving that to those people. We're showing that we're willing to share secrets and confidence to those that we deem trustworthy. As well as building those social connections and alliances, it also makes us feel more worthy. It builds our self-esteem and our social standing. So when we share that exclusive or intriguing information about other people, we may feel more knowledgeable or interesting or influential because we demonstrate our access to insider information that others might not have, that we're more important because we have that information. It can also be a coping mechanism for many people for dealing with stress, anxiety or boredom because sharing stories, rumours or personal details about others, it gives us the temporary relief from our own pains, our own worries or dissatisfaction with our own lives. Our own lives are pretty boring if we're talking about other people. There's that saying, isn't it? They're talking about me, then they're not talking about someone else. But your life must be pretty boring if you're always talking about other people. It can also offer distraction from our own problems as well because we're focusing our attention on the problems of other people. It can give us that bit of relief from that and we're not going to confront our own challenges when we're too busy sorting in our heads other people's issues. Another important psychological aspect of gossip is its role in sharing information about what social norms are and what our expectations are because when we gossip about someone's behaviour... We're not just discussing the person in question, but we're also questioning their behaviour, aren't we? We're conveying our own values, beliefs and judgments about what is considered to be acceptable or unacceptable within our social group or within society as a whole. So through gossip, we're able to communicate the boundaries and the rules that govern our own social worlds. And it reinforces social cohesion and makes sure that those individuals that we're talking with, that they conform to those standards of the group as well. It's worth considering as well the evolutionary history of gossip because it's a means of maintaining that social cohesion and group cooperation. And in our ancestral past, gossip, well, it may have played a vital role in promoting cooperation and promoting trust within small, tightly knit communities. And by sharing that information about individuals who exhibited dishonest or selfish behaviour, our ancestors could warn other people within that group about potential threats and ensure that individuals who posed a risk, maybe to stealing or gold or the, the food, that gossiping could have helped the group's survival. We mentioned before that gossip can enhance our self-esteem and make us uh, superior in our social circles because we've got that exclusive knowledge. Well, it can also create an us versus them dynamic as well, where we bond with our conversation partners over the perceived or the, the known shortcomings or misfortune of other people. And that in turn can make us feel more connected to that social group and make us more valued within that social group. We also mentioned about escaping our own problems and a way that people do this as well, gossip with celebrities and celebrity gossip, well, that can serve as, it's enticing, isn't it? Because for many people, it's a form of escapism. Knowing what celebrities are doing with all their money and all their fame, um, it can help us escape the stresses and the challenges of our own daily lives. So we immerse ourselves in the glamorous and exciting lives of the rich and famous. It gives a little window into a world that can feel far removed from our own experiences. And there is a fascination with the lives of celebrities. We see it only on social media or in those magazines that I mentioned or the newspapers. And people use it as a way of alleviating stress, anxiety or boredom because we 
absorbed in that world of dramas and the intrigues, the personal lives, the achievements, the failures of well-known people. And we're all probably a bit nosy because that appeal of celebrity gossip, we're curious, aren't we? We have that curiosity about the private lives of other people, particularly those who seem to enjoy success and status because we want to learn about the triumphs, the tribulations of famous individuals. We feel that sense of connection or even camaraderie with them, even though there's vast differences in the circumstances of our lives. But it's the shared human experience that can be comforting. As a reminder, that we're not only, if they're famous, they've got all that money, they drive the nice cars, they've got the big house, expensive clothes, they still have struggles and we're not alone in our struggles. So even those who lead the charm lives, they're not immune to the challenges of life. So that can be a reason why people get involved and invest so much time in learning about celebrity gossip. Celebrity gossip can also give us a sense of vicarious satisfaction or schadenfreude. I love that word, schadenfreude. So that's when you take pleasure from somebody else's misfortunes. So we can take that pleasure from those misfortunes when we witness the trials and the tribulations of those who seem to have it all. And for some reason, they... Um, they lose it or they struggle with it. And this may serve as a form of validation or reassurance because we may feel that our own struggles and shortcomings are not so unusual or exceptional in comparison. So celebrity gossip can serve as that great equaliser. Remind us that we're all human, no matter what you're experiencing and what success you might have experienced. Regardless of the fame and fortune, we're all susceptible to life's ups and downs. Another thing with celebrity gossip, it gives us a common topic of conversation as well, doesn't it? So we can bond and connect over shared interests and shared opinions about that gossip. So we can discuss the latest celebrity news or scandals together. And it can be a lighthearted and entertaining way to engage with other people. So it gives us that sense of camaraderie, again, the shared experience. We talk about what's going on with the Kardashians, if you watch that kind of thing. It's also crucial to be mindful of the potential harm that can result from this type of gossiping, particularly when it's perpetuating stereotypes, discrimination or invading the privacy of other people. We mentioned before that gossip, um, it can play a role in sharing information about what social norms are and what the expectations are. So we can, by gossiping and discussing the behaviours of other people, including celebrities, we gauge what is considered acceptable or unacceptable behaviour within our social groups and within society. So on the flip side of that, gossip can be used as a, a means of social control as well. So we can collectively reinforce what the values and the standards are that govern our, our society, our country, our community. And we saw a lot of that during the COVID period. I, hate, I don't want to talk about COVID anymore, but if you think about how people were with their neighbours, their friends and what other people were doing and the gossip to kind of drive what was normal and what was acceptable for them may not have been acceptable for you too. And there was a lot of to and fro in about that, wasn't there? Gossiping about what other people were doing at the time. Were they sticking to the rules and so forth? And the media had a role in that as well with some of the stories that they shared. And it, it sort of drove that nature that we were okay to gossip about what other people were doing and what they weren't doing at the time. That's just one example because it's an easy example to pluck out of the air because that's something that has affected us all within the last couple of years. But I'm sure there are many more examples where gossip has been used as a way of social control as well. But where did it all begin? As social animals, humans, we've always relied on communication and cooperation to survive and thrive. So gossip in its early forms, it, like we said, it's likely served as a way of maintaining the cohesion, the group cooperation between groups of our ancestors. Because in smaller hunter-gatherer societies, sharing information about other people would have been vital for that survival knowing who could be trusted, who was skilled at specific tasks and who was contributing to the group's well-being. It would have all been essential, wouldn't it, for maintaining harmony and ensuring the group was successful. So gossip then would have been functional as a, a means of monitoring the behaviour and the reputations of group members. 
and it would help maintain that social order and the cooperation in those small hunter-gatherer groups. Although it sounds a lot simpler, it probably would have been quite a complex situation to be in by sharing that information about other people. They'd have been making connections based on trust and shared knowledge and it would have been crucial in the, the social dynamics of those early human societies and cooperation and collaboration were key to survival. In closer history and the role of gossip in historical societies such as the Elizabethan era or the Roaring Twenties, it was similarly significant in shaping social dynamics and those interpersonal relationships. Because in each of these periods, gossip, it served as a powerful tool for information exchange and again, that social cohesion as well as a means of exerting that control over other people. Now, did you know during the Elizabethan era, gossip played a crucial role in maintaining social order and enforcing moral and social norms. So in that society, public reputation and honour were highly valued. So gossip and rumours, they could make or break an individual standing within the community. So courtiers would often engage in gossip to manoeuvre themselves into positions of power and influence within the court, using their knowledge of other secrets and scandals to their advantage. And in this context, gossip was a means of social control. So people sought to police the behaviour of other people to ensure that they adhered to what was expected from them in terms of society. So at the same time, gossip also allowed those individuals to to form those alliances and build better social connections. It was also used to, to punish people who didn't adhere to what was expected of them from society. So it could be used for good and bad again, couldn't it? So it could foster that group and sense of community, but also could be used against you if you didn't play the line or toe the line. Well, in the Roaring Twenties, gossip became even more of a significant social currency because society was changing quite fastly in the Roaring Twenties and electricity was coming along, the world was changing. And also it was a time of the rise of mass media. So gossip became more widely disseminated and accessible and people had an increased interest in the lives of celebrities and public figures. Just thinking, you know, when Downton Abbey first started, that was in the Roaring Twenties, wasn't it? And you saw the changes that happened through society watching that series. I know it's probably not historically, factually everything correct, but you saw how society moved and the interest in the family, the Crawley family, as they were the nobility of the the town of Downton. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how it moved forward in the 1920s. So there was this new era of newfound freedom and social mobility and gossip it gave that chance for individuals to navigate the complexities of the emerging landscape as well and to find out what's happening and what's changing. So if you want to establish and maintain your status within the social hierarchy, you need to know which way it's moving. Gossip, it also played a role in, in reinforcing social norms and the moral values were changing at those times as well. So it was also an area where people critiqued still and they judged the behaviour of others. And those who were flouting traditional conventions, they were always gossiped about in those times. So it could be used as a tool for social cohesion and control for good and bad. So you could get those alliances and you could share information and enforce the moral and the social norms. But it could also be used against you, like I said, if you weren't part of the the group that were the social norms or playing up to those societal expectations. And it must have been really difficult, actually, because the dynamics and the relationships were constantly changing during those periods of history. And you see it now, don't you? If you think like 10, 15 years ago, how gossip has changed um, for younger people growing up, especially with Snapchat and those kind of apps where people talk about others. It's very quick, isn't it? You don't even actually physically have to meet someone to gossip about them anymore. So we've probably evolved gossip to another level within our society as well. 
well, we know it's always been there, but should it have been there? And I know it's been very valuable to our ancestors in terms of how they've survived over the years. And it's been part of shaping our society and our social dynamics. But do we still need it? Because it can also have negative consequences, as we know, can't it? So when we look at the historical societies where gossip's played there, we there's been positive and negative aspects that we've talked about. But what do we need for in our own lives? What Where does gossip play a role within our lives? So it's got deep roots in our evolutionary past. It's served essential functions, like I said, the development and maintenance of those human societies through the years. And the context of gossip has changed over the years, but the motivations are highly and largely the same. So as we continue through this episode and we explore gossip, I think the next part, what we need to look into is the darker side of gossip and looking at the most dangerous aspects of gossip and how it can negatively impact our friendships, our workplace dynamics and even change popular culture. So let's uncover some of those reasons and some of the culture of gossip and the implications it holds for our lives today. Well, we all know that gossip can be a central part of forming and maintaining social groups and social circles. It can also help us bond with other people. It can help us navigate more complex social networks and even give us a form of entertainment. However, we also know that gossip can also have a darker side when it comes to our relationships. It can lead to misunderstandings, hurt feelings and even the destruction of friendships. And we've all probably been witness to that at some point in our lives within our own social circles, seen it with, with friends of friends. Because we can all share and engage in gossip about our friends. And when we do that, we risk damaging the trust and the loyalty that form the foundation of these relationships. It can also create divisions within social circles, leading to cliques and a, a toxic atmosphere where people feel they must constantly watch their backs. And you see that, don't you? Little groups breaking off into little circles of people that are talking about other people. But if we can shift our focus now to the impact of gossip on our workplace dynamics and the professional relationships, again, like I said, it's where we spend a lot of our time. It can be seen as a means of sharing information, navigating the hierarchy of work as well between management and employees on the ground level. And it also helps us to blow off steam during a break time, doesn't it? Or if we're having a stressful time at work, blowing off a bit of steam, having a gossip in the canteen or wherever you have your lunch can let off a bit of angst. Just as with friendships though, gossip can also lead to negative consequences within the professional environment. It can fuel tensions between co-workers so we can be up against each other, creating a hostile environment and even damage professional relationships. Would you trust anyone to do a deal with or work alongside with closely if you knew they were gossiping about other people? One for the management here because when gossip is pervasive in a workplace, it can harm productivity, morale and overall job satisfaction. It can also contribute to the spread of false information or half-truths that can be damaging to business as well. It can lead to misunderstandings within the workforce and poor decision-making. Workplace gossip, it can be detrimental not only to the individuals, like I just said, as an individual employee, it can be detrimental to you and your well-being at work, but it also can be detrimental to the business as a whole as well. We've had a little look and talk about celebrity culture as well and the role the gossip plays in shaping our perceptions of the rich and the famous. Well, celebrity gossip, it's become a staple of our society. I mean, the amount of magazines that you see on the shelves, the headlines in the newspapers, the clickbait you see on social media, TV shows, social media platforms dedicated all to dishing the dirt on the lives of celebrities. 
But what effect does this culture of gossip have on us and the celebrities themselves? That constant scrutiny and exposure that comes with celebrity gossip, it must lead to immense pressure and stress for anyone who lives their life in the public eye. The relentless pursuit of scandal and controversy. You can see that it can cause some celebrities to feel constantly judged and a little bit vulnerable, leading to negative impacts on their mental health and their well-being. And we've heard countless celebrities talk about that. And sadly, some have even taken their own lies when it comes to stories being sold about them, about half-truths and real personal details about their relationships being shared, which is very sad, isn't it? And that's an ultimate price to pay for being in the public eye. For us though, that culture of celebrity gossip, I think it contributes to a culture of superficiality and materialism where we prioritise appearances and wealth over substance and character. I don't think it's good for society as a whole. And those superficial aspects of life can make it more difficult for us to form those genuine connections with other people and derive satisfaction from more meaningful pursuits rather than gossiping about what the celebrities are doing on their nights out. Being fascinated with celebrity gossip can encourage a mindset where we place undue emphasis on external markers of success such as physical attractiveness, social status and material possessions and I think having a preoccupation with superficial attributes, it can result in a distorted sense of values, leading us to overlook the more important things of personal qualities such as kindness, empathy and authenticity in our relationships with ourselves and with other people too. I think we see it in a lot of the characteristics and the attributes that people are striving for now because where gossip thrives and the lives of celebrities are constantly scrutinised, it's not uncommon, is it, for individuals to feel the pressure to conform to those looks that celebrities have and they're unrealistic and unattainable standards of beauty and success for a lot of people. Looking at celebrity magazines and celebrity culture all the time, it can lead you to feelings of inadequacy and insecurity as well as promote unhealthy comparisons and competitions with those celebrities that are in the public eye. If they, I mean, they have a team of people that make them look like that before they get on the front of a magazine. We can all focus on those superficial aspects of life and it may start us off to prioritise of maintaining a certain way of looking or a certain image over nurturing our inner selves and looking at how we can improve ourselves from the inside and it can make us more shallow and have shallower relationships and ultimately we'll all lack fulfilment if that's what we're chasing after. By being preoccupied with the superficial world, it can also affect our communication patterns and how we engage and interact with other people. So instead of having more deep and meaningful conversations, promoting understanding of life and some of the bigger questions and we can show empathy towards each other, we find ourselves having rubbish chats really, chats about shit and that gossip that's centering around the lives of other people and where they might be falling or shortcoming or where they might be doing really well. It's all bullshit at the end of the day, isn't it? And we're wasting our time talking about that when we could be getting to deeper understanding of ourselves and the world that we live in around us. And you could miss some genuine connection if by just having those conversations it can put people off because it's not a genuine connection and it might foster a sense of mistrust around you. You might People might not trust you if you're having those types of conversations. And it's a superficial social circle, isn't it? It's all for the outside. And that superficial world is there right in front of us because we're in the age of social media. Snippets of people's lives are easily available. They're at our fingertips. It's easy to become more invested in the lives of celebrities and acquaintances even or people that we know from our hometowns and in our own and our own personal growth and self-reflection. We're too busy looking the other way at what everyone else is doing and having this constant exposure to gossip and all the superficial information 
it can lead us to a lower capacity for introspection and self-awareness. So we become increasingly more focused on external validation on what other people are doing and the approval of those other people out there rather than looking at ourselves and working on validating ourselves for ourselves. And it is about just having that bit of self-awareness, isn't it? Awareness of when gossip's there and that superficial behavior that we see. Give it an awareness or a trigger for us to start thinking about making more mindful and intentional approaches to how we interact with each other socially. We all want those more genuine connections, a more supportive friendship circle where we can align our values with personal growth and authentic relationships over superficial appearances or material possessions. We mentioned before how gossip is a powerful tool for social control and to help conform or get the culture or the society to conform to expectations or normals. But by enforcing conformity, well, that can also contribute to the perpetuation of stereotypes and discrimination. So when gossip revolves around individuals who deviate from our societal norms or what society expects us to live like, it can reinforce negative stereotypes and also stigmatise those who are different. And this stigmatisation can lead to marginalisation, exclusion and even discrimination against those who are seen as other. And that's been alive in our history, hasn't it? So, for example, like gossip about someone's sexual orientation or gender identity may contribute to the culture of homophobia or transphobia making it difficult for those individuals from the communities to feel accepted and safe. And also similarly gossip about someone's race, religion or ethnicity. Well, that can also reinforce stereotypes and contribute to more discrimination and more prejudice. In my experience, I think one of the most harmful things that gossip can do is perpetuate beauty standards and body shaming, um, focusing on people's appearances, scrutinising people's bodies. And we see more and more of that when people share images on social media and what a negative impact that must have on people's self-esteem and body image all leading to higher rates of eating disorders depression and anxiety so how as individuals what responsibilities do we have uh, as an individual and as a society to counteract some of those negative aspects of gossip culture and promote a more inclusive supportive environment well one way is clear to start becoming aware of the gossip that we're engaging in and notice it and the impacts that it has on other people. And we can challenge ourselves to that. We can think critically about the information we share. Stop, think before you say it. Question, am I contributing here? Am I contributing in a good way? Or am I contributing to perpetuation of stereotypes or discrimination? We can also work together to promote a culture of empathy and understanding by focusing on building genuine connections with the people rather than relying on gossip as a means of social bonding. If you get drawn into it as well, is just change the subject. Change it over to something else as best you can. Just drop a little bomb in there. I think we need to all be more compassionate and inclusive when we're talking with each other. And we need to create some of those spaces where people feel valued and respected for who they are rather than being judged to other level of how they adhere to societal norms or what we expect from them as individuals or what the world expects from them. We can also use our influence as well. We all have a platform if we have a social media platform that we share on and we can challenge and dismantle some of the negative aspects of gossip culture in the media and popular culture. Don't click on the clickbait. Don't read it. Don't get bought in by it. I think if we support and promote those media outlets that do gossip and scandalise and get all those stories from celebrities going through the bins or whatever they do, if we don't read it or buy it, then we can help to shift that focus. 
They only print it because people are buying and reading it. And that'll help us all to have more meaningful conversations, sharing more meaningful stories rather than finding out who off Love Island is sleeping with who now and who, where they buy their shopping from or whatever piece of information you want about your celebrities. Well, as we just discussed, gossip is a natural part of human interaction. It serves a variety of social functions. However, when gossip turns malicious or destructive, it can have far-reaching and damaging effects on both individuals and communities as a whole. So how can gossip damage relationships and trusts? And we've explored it a little bit already. So when we share or spread information about others, especially when it's of a personal or a sensitive nature, we risk breaching that trust that forms the foundation of all of our friendships and relationships. And once that trust has been broken, we know from experience of seeing it in other people or experience it maybe yourself, it's very difficult to rebuild that trust. The damage has been done to that friendship or partnership. It can be and may be irreparable. And that erosion of trust, it can lead to feelings of betrayal, resentment, anger, And it drives a wedge between individuals and the wider social circle. It's not just that person, is it? It it ripples out. It can also create a toxic environment in social groups within the workplace. And it's that suspicion, that insecurity, the paranoia that we've talked about. And as we worry about whether our secrets are going to be exposed or the reputation is going to be tarnished or damaged. And that climate of fear when we're worrying about whether people are talking about us or not can stifle open communication put a stop to any kind of collaboration because you're just not going to be in that space where you want to work together with anyone that's going to talk about you. People can even get hesitant about sharing their ideas about how things can be done differently or better because they're worried about being spoken about or talked about or gossiped about. People might not want to share their opinions even though they may be valid at that time because they then might become the target of the, the gossip. And like we said, it's not just damaging for the individual working there. It's also damage for the organization or the business as a whole. And morale at work, it can be hard to boost morale in the workplace without gossiping and talking about rubbish. Um, The impact of gossip on mental health is another significant concern. I mean, being the subject of gossip, particularly when it's negative or it's untrue, imagine the feelings of shame, embarrassment and the self-doubt that that must create And you think that those emotions contribute to much poorer mental health um, issues such as anxiety and depression, as anyone would struggle to cope with the stress of being judged, scrutinized or ostracized by people that they work with or people that they think are their friends. I mean, in severe cases, the psychological toll of gossip can be so overwhelming that it affects a person's ability to function in their daily life or to maintain healthy relationships. And we've seen that, haven't we, in like I said, some of the malicious stories that have been shared about celebrities over the years, it's terrible really when you look back at it. In addition to its impact on mental health, gossip can also encourage harmful behaviours like bullying or exclusion. Gossip can be used as a means to belittle someone, demean them or isolate individuals. In the end, it's becoming a form of social aggression and it can be particularly damaging to the targets of that gossip. They may experience social isolation, low self-esteem, or even physical or emotional abuse at the hands of their tormentors. So how can we combat this darker side of gossip? We want to promote healthier, more supportive chats, conversations within our social circles, our workplaces. So how can we combat some of that? Well, I think that's what we need to talk about next. (music) 
Now, to round this episode off, I think it's a good time to focus on how we can break free from this gossip trap and cultivate those healthier, positive communications within our social groups, within our friendship circles, in our workplaces, and look at some strategies and shifting our focus to building genuine connections rather than some of those more shallow, more superficial connections. And it'll transform the way that we interact with other people and it'll transform our experiences. There's going to be numerous benefits to our lives. So let's look at some key strategies for avoiding gossip and creating a more positive social environment. Like anything with self-improvement, it's always the first step is self-awareness and having empathy and it's crucial in our efforts to break free from gossip because by reflecting on our own thoughts our feelings our actions we can become more aware of our personal biases and what motivates us and what may be driving our gossip behavior as we develop that self-awareness we can put ourselves in the shoes of other people and have empathy towards them and consider how our words what we're saying might impact them if they knew that we were saying these words and then they could hear us even if it's behind their back. So a shift in mindset, it can help us make more conscious and compassionate choices when it comes to sharing information about other people. And it's also that self-awareness to be aware when those conversations are happening and you're involved in them to suddenly think, oh, this is happening right now. I need to either remove myself from this situation or just change the subject. It's setting those personal boundaries and being assertive with it as well. We need to recognize that we have the power to choose which conversations we engage in and we have the power to steer clear of gossip if it makes us feel uncomfortable. It may involve firmly but respectfully declining to participate in gossip or just taking yourself away, removing yourself from the situation where gossip is taking place. And we assert those boundaries then and we give that signal to other people that we value healthier communication. We're not interested in the gossip. We want a positive environment. And looking back and redirecting our conversations to more constructive topics is that another useful way, another useful strategy for avoiding gossip. So if we find ourselves in a conversation that veers towards the gossip, we can gently guide the discussion towards more neutral or more uplifting subjects. So you could ask open-ended questions that encourage reflection on sharing more personal anecdotes that promote connection or the stories that someone might have about a situation that they've been in themselves and experienced and helps us to gain more understanding about the people that we're with rather than the people that aren't there that we're talking about. And ultimately, we're steering the conversation away from gossip. We can contribute to a more supportive and more inclusive atmosphere. And another way is like focusing on positive communication and building genuine connections. Because instead of engaging in gossip, we can choose to share stories, ideas about the way the world's working or about how our worlds are working and share experiences that uplift and inspire those around us rather than the more negative gossip stories. We can effortlessly actively listen and show interest in the lives of others, deepening our understanding and empathy for their unique perspectives and their exclusive experiences. And by nurturing these authentic connections, we can create a strong foundation for lasting, more meaningful relationships, more trusting friendships. And there are numerous benefits that can come from embracing this new approach to communicating with each other. One of the most significant benefits of avoiding gossip is the improvement of the relationships and the trust. We've spoken in this episode how gossip can erode that foundation of trust with friendships, romantic partnerships, professional relationships. By choosing not to engage in it, we can demonstrate to others that we're reliable and we're trustworthy. And that helps to strengthen our connections and promote a sense of safety and security in all of our relationships. 
Another benefit of breaking free from gossip is the creation of a more supportive and a more inclusive social environment. So if we're focusing on the positive communication and genuine connection, we encourage open dialogue and collaboration with each other. And the inclusive atmosphere can help individuals feel more comfortable to share their thoughts, their feelings and their concerns without fear of judgment or retaliation or thinking, I don't say this because I know it's going to get out there and this opinion might not go with the social norm or it might not be what people expect me to say. And I think that helps us to have a deeper understanding of the world around us as well. Better mental well-being and self-esteem are additional advantages of avoiding gossip by shifting our focus, our energy away from the negative aspects of others' lives and concentrating on fostering our own personal growth. Get a boost in our own self-esteem. See, it's good for everyone and it gives us that overall sense of well-being. And steering clear of harmful gossip, it can also reduce the stress and anxiety often associated with being the subject of such conversations and experiencing that negativity. Also, of course, promoting better mental health for us and for those people around us. And that focus on personal growth and meaningful connections is a real positive for us as an overall because as we invest our time and energy in cultivating deeper relationships, we create space for personal development and self-discovery about us. And by having those more meaningful, deeper conversations, we learn more about ourselves. And by having those conversations, we open ourselves up to learning from other people, sharing experience, supporting one another within our personal journeys. And that focus on growth, connection, personal growth, it can lead to a greater sense of fulfillment, happiness and overall life satisfaction. The benefits of breaking free from gossip can have numerous positive effects on our lives from improved relationships, trust, enhanced mental well-being, self-esteem. We've just talked about all that. Setting those personal boundaries is really important so people know that that's not what you're about. That's not what you want to get involved with. And I think it is important also to remember that change is a process that takes time and effort. I'm working on this myself. I'm a work in progress. I'm getting better at it as the time goes on. We're now in the months of um, 2023 where I'm getting better practiced at it and I'm more and more self-aware of when it's happening around me. So it does take time and it may not happen overnight. It hasn't for me. I'm working, like I said, but dedication, persistence, we can all work towards creating healthier, more meaningful connections with those around us. Well, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed our exploration of the world of gossip and all the the gossipy stuff we've talked about. So some of the key points that we've gone through, we've looked at the, the fact that gossip is an undeniably prevalent part of human communication. It's got far reaching impacts on not only our friendships, as well as our workplace dynamics and, of course, popular culture. Throughout the episode, we've delved into some of the reasons why we gossip, the culture of gossip and its darker side. And finally, we've looked at some strategies for breaking free from that all too common gossip trap. I'd love to know what your thoughts are about all of this and whether it's something that you're looking to break free from or it's something, you know what, you want it as part of your life. Let me know. As I said at the start of the episode, you can follow me on social media all at I am Craig Story. I will allow you to gossip about this episode, though, if you do want to share it with someone that you know who could benefit from all the things we've talked about today. If you enjoy my work and want to show me some support, show me some love, you can buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Story. Thank you for listening. Well, until we reconvene around the table, do take care of yourself. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.